Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And we are doing uh, what we call the Guide Equipping Forum. And I'm going to record this so people can watch it later. But uh, uh, just trying to have a different once a month, have a different topic that would kind of help our guides out there because all our guides, you guys are our leaders and uh, we want to equip you the best we can um, to do the best job you can do in uh, making disciples. So uh, I've got with us uh, Kyle Neely. He's a global board member, uh, and uh, he's here in Northwest Arkansas and uh, works at Tyson Foods. And uh, he's been a longtime journey leader and contributor to influencers uh, in the effort here. The, he's been a leader here, and he's on the global board, so he's constantly praying about the ministry and, and helping uh, advise us in, uh, who are on staff with how to lead this ministry. So, uh, I wanted Kyle to kind of talk about um, what it means or how it is guiding the journey in corporate America, because, uh, you know, in this age we live in with, uh, you know, politically correctness and all that, there, it seems like we're very inclusive in corporate America, sometimes with the exception of Christians, right? So uh, so I wanted Kyle to at least tell his story a little bit about uh, kind of what's happened. So Kyle, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do for Tyson, uh, you know, kind of what your career path has been, and then we'll kind of get into your faith in the in the workplace. So just want you okay. to check. So Shane Free is on the phone here. Shane and I are good friends, have known each other for several years, and I'm going to refer to Shane quite a bit in this conversation because I, I have, you know, through, you know, God, you, Shane, um, uh, to, to help me in this endeavor. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll preface that now. And I, I know Shane will be okay with me. Uh, um, and, and, he, and I may even call on Shane to have some, something to say about all this. So um, first of all, um, worked for Tyson Foods over 34 years now. Um, <clears throat> I am currently, and, and I say this very humbly, I do not like to even use this, um, my title. In fact, if you know me very well, you'll rarely hear me refer to my, my, my title, but I am the senior vice president of Tyson Foods, um, senior vice president of transportation warehousing for Tyson Foods. And uh, I only say that to say, um, I, and I tell people this repeatedly, that God has had his hand on me um, my whole life. And so uh, I started with Tyson Foods in 1986. Um, while I was going to school in at Arkansas Tech University in Russellville, needed a, a means in which to supplement my income while I was in school, was married. And um, <clears throat> the next thing I know, my career had taken off with, with Tyson. And um, just so you know, I was, my job was loading trucks and rail cars by hand. That's how, where I started at the very bottom. And, um, God has blessed me with the role that I'm currently in today. And so that is giving God all the glory and me taking no, no, uh, none of that myself. Um, it just proves that God can do anything with anybody <laughs> if, if they're willing to, to follow him. So, um, I, I, uh, I, I feel like, I feel, I feel like I'm a very, very blessed person. And, and, and like I said, God's had his hand on me, uh, my whole life and, and, we won't go into any of those, any of the details around that, but if you knew anything about my, my childhood and how I was raised, you would know, I, I, you, you would know when I, when I got through telling you about that, that God truly has had his hand on me my whole life. So, um, <clears throat> uh, how many, how many people report to you just to kind of give some context for your position? Uh, there's, there's close to 10,000 people in my, in my organization, somewhere between nine and 10,000 people now. So just, just that many, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I've blessed my, my mom and dad were, were both Christians and, and led me to the Lord at a very young age. I won't go into the details of that, but, um, um, I got to go through the journey in, uh, 2011. We were the, I'll call it the inaugural journey group at our church. If anybody knows, um, Nate Sweeney is also a long time 
global board member. And uh, you've probably heard Nate speak uh, before at Soto and, and, and out at uh, um, Malibu when we used to meet out there. Um, so we got to go through the journey in 2011. And um, candidly, I, I was, God changed my life. And, and the, <clears throat> he used the journey as a vehicle to do so. Um, I can tell you that I had become very religious. Um, I, I was one of those guys that got up every morning and spent time in the word and I prayed. And that was great, except for I put God on the shelf and said, thank you, God, for the time. I'll see you tomorrow morning. And I went about my day absent of God and what <clears throat> the journey brought me back around uh, to an abiding relationship with him. And so, um, <clears throat> and, and quite candidly, I've been abiding in him ever since, because w once you've gone through that period in your life where you are a religious person, you become that religious person and you come back to that relationship there's, there's something in, in, at least in me that said, Hey, I never want to go back there again. I love this relationship that I have. And I love the fact that almost on a daily basis, God reveals himself to me in a whole new way every day through his word. And that is, that's awesome. I, I just love that. So, um, um, sorry, I, I'm, Got my questions that you have up here for me, Brian. So I'm no, no, tell tell the stories. Yeah, went, went through the journey and the, at Catalyst, yep. and then yep. uh, where to go from there. So, um, I I had been involved in a in a journey group or two. Um, Shane, you may have to remind me what year it was, but um, I've got a phone call uh, from Shane Free that he said he wanted to to talk to me. And he, he came to me and said, hey, I want to lead a journey group at Tyson. Shane, you remember when what year that was? It would have been around 2015. 2015? Yes, sir. And um, <clears throat> so, candidly, I'm very thankful for that phone call because I never really had the, what I would call the, um, um, just, I'll just call it the, 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 the courage to move forward and do something like this at work. And so Shane led, I co-led with Shane, our first journey group at Tyson Foods. And um, it was awesome. Uh, Shane did a great job. I followed his lead and uh, just so happened that uh, that summer after that, um, I got to go to Malibu for, for my first, um, um, what do we call it? What do we call those meetings? Uh, 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 national, national summit. Yeah, summit. summit. Yeah. Uh -huh. The national summit. And just as God works, um, I roomed with a guy by the name of Gary Harris, who's getting on with us now, by the way. And I knew Gary, I had worked with Gary, uh, but I didn't know him personally. Uh, um, I, I just didn't, but it just so happened that that uh, that y'all um, y'all roomed me with Gary, and um, during that 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 time there in Malibu, I clearly felt God pulling me, Gary, and 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 Shane to take that whole process in which leading the journey at Tyson Foods to a whole new level, and so I I expressed myself to Gary, Gary confirmed that we got back and talked to Shane and, and quite candidly, we, we started the process and we prayed, we, we can, we, uh, combined a list, um, of, I don't remember Shane, do you remember it's 35, 40 people, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. It was in that ballpark. Yep. And we, we got a, a big conference room. We gathered everybody in that conference room that was showed interest and we started the process we just explained to them what we wanted to do. Um, we kind of gave our testimony what, what the journey had done for us and off we went. And I don't remember how many journey groups spawned from that chain, but several. Um, 
we had several journey groups take off from that from that meeting and um i have been leading journey groups at tyson ever since um currently i'm not leading one i was about ready to put one together when they sent us home from for for uh this whole covid thing but uh currently do not have one going as we speak um let me, let me tell everybody that's listening and whoever will listen to this. Um, all we have to do as, as abiders in Christ is be willing to step out and allow God to use us. And so I'm thankful to Shane because he was, he was, he had that courage and he basically, in my opinion, he started this whole thing rolling where I'm concerned. And um, I wished I knew, Shane and Gary, how many people we've led through the journey at Tyson Foods. But um, that, that has spawned into a, a, a many journey groups throughout, throughout our organization, throughout Tyson Foods. In fact, there is a, a journey group going on in our Dakota Dunes um, office as we speak. Um, I haven't check to see how that's going since they sent us home for this COVID thing. But uh, um, at least um, I, they heard about what we were doing and, and Steve DeBreeze, Gary and, and Shane uh, was so interested and he, he basically took that thing and, and he's, he reached out through, through, uh, the, you know, uh, to Brian and got, got uh, the packets and stuff. And he's actually the, the um, chaplain there at Dakota Dunes and he are leading a journey group. Um, not, not have been gone through it themselves, but they are leading a journey group as we speak. So, um, it's just amazing what God will do if we're just obedient. It's just, that's, it's just that simple. And, uh, um, do you guys have any idea how many people we've led through the journey group now through the journey, um, at Tyson? Uh, I stopped, I kept a tracker for a while. And when I stopped tracking, we were, we were approaching 70, but that's been two years ago. Gary, do you know if you got any? Yeah, I, I, I don't have a clue. I mean, I, I wish I kind of wished I did, but you know, I don't. We, I've, I've led two journey groups since that seventy mark, and I know that I've, you know, Scotty Blankenship and Rob Live led at least one, and and others have led journey groups as well. So, I, I, I would say we have to be north of of a hundred people that we've led through the journey at Tyson Foods, and I yeah. think that's a pretty safe. Safe number. And Kyle, just curious, are most of these uh, exec, you know, office people there at the home office? Or are they in the warehousing areas? And do you meet in the conference rooms? Those kind of questions are coming to my mind. They're all over. Um, we don't have a lot of, we're not bringing any really any from um, our operations team. Um, I, I don't know if Gary or Shane knows if we have any had any out in the field, but they are located somewhere on our corporate campus. For example, Gary and his team office in a satellite building in Springdale. My team and I office in a satellite building in Springdale. I know Shane's still at the main campus, but we, you know, we we um, I, actually my last journey group I led through at our our terminal, our, our transportation terminal in Springdale, um, wasn't all transportation guys. Some of them were from Gary's team that went through that. And, uh, we've had different, different, um, you know, we, we basically find a place to meet, but we find a, a conference room within our, within our compounds. Now, one of the journey groups I led was <clears throat> we had at that point in time, one of our top HR people in the journey group with me. In fact, he, he co-led with me, Russell Tooley and Russell, uh, went through the exercise to make sure that we were within the rules of, of you know, we, we weren't breaking any rules. And so he, he reached out and, and did the, his due diligence. And um, basically they said, as long as there was any, not any pressure to have people join us, you know, all the things, if it was purely um, um, volunteer and no pressure was put on people that had no problems with it. So we've been able to do so. And, and it's, it's been very, very good for us. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, you know, from a journey standpoint, it sounds like you guys are just doing the DNA like every other journey group of just it's organic. You're praying. You're just inviting people as God puts them on your heart. But they just happen to be people that are coworkers that you can tap on the shoulder because they're nearby. 
at, at work, which is a you know when you think about your sphere of influence, most men spend most of their time at work That's and women. Right. So uh, you know what a great place to. And when you're in a big corporation like that, there's lots of a big fishing pool, right? That's right. <laughs> but but you, as you're alluding to now, is Tyson public or private? I can't remember. I don't know We're that. Public. So We're public. Right. So you got all sorts of people with eyes on you, right? Um, so talk about that a little bit about what doesn't sound like there's been any major issues, but are, have there been any red flags about leading a Christian discipleship group in corporate America? We, we've not. Um, you know, when we started this, our CEO was Donnie Smith. And, um, and if any, any of y'all know who Donnie, know anything about Donnie Smith, he's a great Christian man. And as our CEO, he lived out his faith as our CEO. There was no question that he, he that Donnie was a Christian and, and, and he held nothing back where he stood and what his beliefs were. So that made it easier for us. Um, we've had no pushback. I've had no pushback. I'll put it that way. Shane and Gary can speak, speak up, but I've had no pushback at all. Um, haven't held it, hadn't kept it a secret at all. Um, um, have actually, um, quite candidly, uh, thought about approaching some of our ELT about them going through the journey. Gary, I don't know. I've thought about asking Donnie King and, and some of those guys, if they were interested in going through it, um, Jason, uh, Nichols and some of those guys I've actually thought about, they've been on my heart to, to lead through the journey. So don't know how that, that will transpire, but, um, what, what is ELT? Uh, executive leadership team. Okay. It's, it's the top management of our team. They're the ones that report to the board of directors. Okay. They're the top. Wow. Well, and, and uh, I, I know that there'd been, there'd been some, uh, uh like hit Christian heritage at Tyson foods somewhat. Right. I mean, I don't know if it started with Donnie or someone, you know, John Tyson, I think, is it known to be a believer? And, you know, so there's been a Christian heritage there a little bit, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, I know that when when we did our, um, um, you know, rewrote some of our, um, the, the, help me out. The guys. mission statement and all that kind of yeah, stuff. mission statement, some of that, our, um, I've just drawn a blank. Yeah, our core values. Yeah, our core yeah. values. Thank you, Gary. Um, I actually, when we were going through that several years ago, I wrote John a, a John Tyson an email saying, you know, there was some controversy around, hey, should we should we put in there that we, you know, that we we put we have faith in God and and um, <clears throat> I, I I expressed to him how I thought that was important and, and it was deemed necessary for us to do that. And then I sent him an email thanking him for that. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know his relationship with Christ at all. Do know nothing about it. But um, but at least he acknowledged that. So I think. I think um, the two people that I think probably set the, mo the the biggest foundation for us as a company where Christianity is concerned is both Leland Tollett and Buddy Ray. Um, they are both Christian men, and and uh, they they. I think they set that foundation for us as a company. They were foundational guys of Tyson Foods. Let me ask you this. Have you seen some fruit of the people who have gone through the journey? Have you seen the fruit of the journey as far as how it has affected them in the workplace or affected the culture at Tyson? Can you explain anything about that? Yeah. And, and Shane and Gary, I'd love for y'all to speak up about this as well. Um, I, I have, as a matter of fact. In fact, you know, um, we're having journey groups led uh, by some of those people today. Um, people are reaching out and, and leading journey groups. And um there's that you can see a hunger. Uh, these guys want to be disciples for Christ, and and uh, you can see that passed passed on throughout the organization. And and uh, I've had numerous occasions where people have emailed me, called me, saw me in the hallway, and stopped me and thanked me for you know um, um, fostering this whole uh, whole journey thing at Tyson Foods. And so I'm I'm not taking credit for that. I, you know I, I'm still going to go back to Shane. Shane. Um, in my opinion, from, from my standpoint, it's the guy that started this deal. So I just want to make sure I give him credit. Uh, I appreciate that, Kyle, but I don't need that credit. It was actually a, um, it was actually another team member who had gone through the journey uh, prior to me, who pulled me under his wing, began to disciple me, took me through the journey in 2012. And um, that, that would be Brian Shores. Mm -hmm. He left Casa not long after that. And he and his family are now full-time missionaries in Africa and um, and it was just him 
I mean, that's all it takes to your point is the faithfulness um, to be obedient to that and to um, to do what he calls us to do and to step out. Brian did that for me and I, I couldn't help but, but pass that on. So I, I appreciate the credit, but Brian, Brian led me through the process and ultimately it, it's God working in team members at Tyson Foods that's, that's making this happen. Well, you know, uh, back in, Kyle, back in 2004, 2005, I was playing in that Promise Keeper event that was at Razorback Stadium. And there were some bunch of Tyson guys that were involved in the, on the steering committee and all that. And I remember hearing that, they, that you guys had chaplains, uh, Christian chaplains that worked in the plants, but maybe even also in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they were, I remember hearing some statistics about, you know, Christians, uh, or, you know, chaplains who can help employees become healthier spiritually are better employees. You know, they, they, they miss less work. They have less addictions. They have less problems with their marriage. So they, they're happier at work. You know, all those things kind of correlate. And, uh, but what I see here is bigger than just a few paid chaplains. We're talking about an army of men and women. That's right. Who, who are the chaplains in, in their own spheres at Tyson. It seems like what's happening to me. It is. Um, you know, I, I think the beauty in this whole thing is, um, you know, and, and, and I, I think it's slowed down somewhat, mainly because we've all, you know, been disbanded. Everybody's working from home, at least in, in Springdale and, and Dakota Dunes corporate campuses. But um, it, it, it was it was alive and well. And, and a lot of people that had gone through the journey were interested in in leading journey groups and and obviously, it's as as you and Rocky have say all the time. It was organic and organic growth, and and you know, uh, just like you know, Shane convincing me to you know to help help him lead a group. You know, I, I saw the value in that, and then we had you know in that group, Shane, we had how many guys go ahead and and lead journey groups themselves? I think everybody but one. Am I correct? That's right. That's right. And then one of our guys that that um, that led that didn't leave journey groups at work has actually left Tyson Foods, but he he was a, an elder in his church and he led his elder team through the journey, um, and and that it was it, that was awesome. I thought very very cool. So yeah, well, I, I just think uh, again we call the ministry influencers because. You know, we want to be influencers for Christ, but but uh, we all have influence, you know, and, and a lot of men and women have influence at their work. And Kyle, you've got a lot of influence. So Gary, all you guys do. And I just think it's great that you guys are using it at work. I mean, because, again, that's it's kind of a captive audience. I know things have changed right now with COVID going on, but I'm I'm assuming it might get back to some sort of semblance of gathering at a workplace, who knows? <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> I certainly hope so. I do have a little story to tell about this. Um, just to show, tell everybody, I know, I know Gary's heard this and I'll apologize, Gary, for having to listen to it again. But um, in 2013, I was leading a, a an IT project for the company. And um, I was a director at that point in time in my career. <laughs> and uh, my then current boss came to me and asked me, uh, basically, he didn't ask me, he said, he said, hey, uh, your old boss who leads the transportation warehousing team is going to retire soon. And he left it at that. And me not being the very, the sharpest knife in the drawer, I was like, oh, wow, okay. And so I walked away from that meeting. (laughs) I was driving back to my office and, and I heard this still small voice go, hey, hey, he opened the door for you. He's wanting to know if you're interested in replacing your old boss. And so I was like, well, okay. So I picked up the phone and I called him and I said, Hey, you know, I, I've thought about this as I've drove, drove you know, drove, drove away. And I said, look, if, if you would consider me to replace my old boss, um, I'd be interested in that position. And so, um, like the furthest thing from my mind. That's why it really caught me off guard. I, I really didn't think I would even be considered a candidate. A few months later, I'm named the vice president of, of transportation warehousing because then we had just a vice president of transportation warehousing. And, and uh, so going through the journey, the one thing I've learned and I've learned it very, very clearly is <clears throat> I've got, God's got to be the center of everything that I do. The, he's in the center of my life, my life, 
revolves around him. He's not a, he's not a part of my life. He is the center of my life. And, and everything that I do revolves around him. I always think of it like this is he's in the center and, and I look at a bicycle wheel that has spokes and those spokes reach out to me. And there's, you know, I think of that as more of, it's kind of like a lifeblood that, that uh, flows back and forth from, from Christ to me. But what happens when a spoke breaks? It, it doesn't go well. Right. And so going to make sure I keep all those folks in line. And so I immediately, when I, when I was, when I was given this opportunity, I, I mean, I, I walked into that office that was given to me, I shut the door and I, I got on my knees and started praying. And I said, God, this is an unbelievable opportunity that you've given me. And I want to honor you with, with this to the fullest. And, and I clearly, clearly knew what my mission was and and God made it very clear to me that what he had in store for me was far greater than being the vice president of transportation and warehousing for Tyson Foods. He wanted me to use that platform for him. I clearly knew that. There was no no doubt about it. He wanted me to use that as a ministry platform and and I have done so. And uh, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm I'm happy to do so and um you know I, um, I just think that was just a great opportunity and, and he's blessed me for it. He has blessed me greatly for it ever since. Mm. Well, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand that this area that we live in is, you know, people think of Arkansas as being backwoods or, you know, in the middle of nowhere um, that we have the largest, you know, you guys are like the largest meat producer in the, in the world. And then we have Walmart, of course, the largest, company in the world. Uh, and then uh, J.B. Hunt, the largest transportation company, is right here. Uh, now, I know that I know the CEO of Walmart and J.B. Hunt are professing Christians. Uh, I've heard them give their testimony before. So it's pretty unique. Uh, and back going back to that Promise Keeper deal, these guys were feeling like there's going to be a revival in America that's and it's going to come by way of the marketplace. Because corporations have channels that you know and tentacles that go all over and even stretch beyond the United States. So, um, do you do you sense like God may be doing something like that through Tyson, and maybe the journey could be part of that, perhaps? You know, I I, I can't say that I truly sense that. I, I I tell you what I sense in in the journey in itself is that I, I and, and I've, we've had a lot of conversation about this. Um, within our global board. And, and that is that if we stay true to what God's truly called us to do, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to take this. I mean, we, I actually, no, it's not something we've actually said on in, in the, in our board meetings, but I see God bringing revival to this nation. And I see the, you know, influencers being in, in the, at the core of that and him using this, this platform to, to do so. And, uh, I see, and I think Gary would have to agree with me. I see this thing continuing to just grow and grow and grow and grow. And it, and quite candidly, it's, it's, it's really going like, like what I think Jesus wanted us to do when he said in Matthew, uh, you know, 28, when he called us to, to be disciples and to make disciples. Right. And uh, I think this is exactly what he wanted us to do. Not, not just in our private life and, and in our, you know, and, but in, in the workplace, you know, in our churches, quite candidly, I don't know, guys, if y'all are aware of it, but man, our churches need this. It's it's a big deal. I mean, our, our church embraces the journey. I know a lot of churches don't. We've we try to introduce this to a lot of churches, but it it it, it is amazing how many churches need this. And and when they do get a hold of it, and it does, you know, uh, spread within the church itself. It's it's incredible what it'll do. My brother-in-law is a pastor, and he's currently going through the journey right now. And the whole reason why he's going through the journey is he said he's watched how God has changed my life through the journey. Mm. He said, I got I to gotta, I gotta have some of that. <laughs> no credit to me whatsoever, exactly what God has done. And so I, I, I'm just telling you, when you take a guy, and he's been a pastor for, he's 62 years old or 61, however old he is, and he's been a pastor his whole life, his whole adult life. And um, he, he's watched what the journey can do. And he said, I got to have that. Hmm. And his plans are to take it and, and, and use it. And, you know, it's going to be a tool for him and his church as well. So, 
Well, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but I, 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 since this is a guide equipping forum, I, w- I want people to, you know, learn from other successful guides, you know, and, and Kyle, I'd like, I've heard some things already in what you've shared about the importance of prayer, you know, and being dependent on the Holy Spirit when you choose to guide, being obedient, uh, being, you know, it may take some boldness and courageousness to, you know, to go forward with it, especially in places like a, a corporation, all that, where you're not sure how it's going to be received. Um, what are the things could you say you've learned as a guide that you could help future guides, you know, maybe first time guides know just some tips that have made you a better guide? Well, first of all, uh, every journey group comes with a lot of prayer on the, on the front end of it. And so when Shane, Gary, and I decided to, to, to blow this thing up bigger than, than our original journey group that Shane, um, led, um, we took that group of names and as we added to that group, we prayed over them. Um, and, and, and we three agreed that that was, that was critical in this process that we had to pray over those names of those guys. And we did so. And, and we, um, and this wasn't a one-time prayer. This was like over like a month, wasn't it? Or something like I, that. It was a little longer than that when it wasn't it guys. It was probably a two month process in which we prayed over these guys and, and met with them um, before we finally decided to, you know, to, to start forming groups. Am I correct? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, so, I, you know, I, I hear Tom C say that a lot, you know, it starts with prayer and, and I, I agree wholeheartedly with Tom, you've got to pray over those guys. And, um, and, and so I would say that's first and foremost is, is take their names, call them out specifically to the Lord and pray over them and, and allow God to, to work on their hearts because prep, prepping their hearts for it uh, is, is to me is the difference maker when you go actually go through the process. And uh, doesn't mean you're going to be hundred percent. I mean, God gives us a free will, right? And so, um, you know, well, I think all, all three of us can tell you that, that we've had, guys go through our journey groups and it's not a hundred percent. You don't get a hundred percent buy-in from everybody. Uh, we've had members that, uh, that, that you could tell by just their participation, they weren't plugged in. They weren't spending the time um, reading and studying um, their the materials that was set before them. And you could just see that. And so I think we all see that, right? As we lead journeys, we see that. So um, again, it goes back to prayer. Um, I think we need to hold each other accountable. One of the things, and you know, I, I know that Shane, in one example, met with one of our guys and 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 basically called him out very, very respectfully. I and mean, it was in private. He didn't do it in public, and encouraged him to, you know, hey, we can we can see that you're not you know, you're not giving the effort and I'm just encouraging you to do so. And so, and I've done that as well from time to time. Gary, I I don't know if you could testify to that as well. So um, we have to have that courage. We have to, and again, always do it with love. I never want to do it shamefully or anything, but you know, um, it's biblical, right? Quite candidly, it's biblical. Um, And so, uh, just call them out with love, encourage them to, to participate and plug in and, and uh, pray for them and, and allow God to do, do his work. So I'd say, uh, Brian, the biggest thing is, is, and I think it's the most important thing is, is bring those people up to God in prayer and in, in, in earnest prayer. Yeah. Anything else that you can say that you've, that you've learned as a guide that has made you a better guide since you've got in several groups? I don't necessarily consider myself a great, great guy. So, um, um, I will tell you, um, and, and I, I love Shane. I really learned this from Shane on the front end and Shane told us, he said, look, one of the things we're going to do is not everybody's going to do all the talking. And if we get anybody that's talking too much, we're going to have a conversation about that. And, um, so as a guide, you know, I've tried to really set that tone I encourage guys that don't say so much to t- say more. Uh, I quietly, um, respectfully, some of those that, that 
do trying to take over the conversation. I try to, you know, let them know that that they're not being respectful to everybody else. And so been very fortunate in that. And, and in both cases, I've not had any pushback. I've gotten guys more engaged and I've gotten guys to, you know, to pull back just a little bit and allow others to engage. So I think that's important. And, and truthfully, I learned that from Shane. He did a great job on the front end of, of basically setting that up. And, and I found that was very important to do. Mm. Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to stop for a minute and me talking and uh, see if any of you guys have any questions or Shane and Gary, I'd love to hear your comments since you guys are also in the same corporate environment, but it, but it's a big place. There's a lot of employees. If you want to add any perspective of guiding journey groups in, in a corporation, I'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, Brian, um, I love what Kyle said about praying through the names God will give you names, but if he doesn't give you a lot of names, I wouldn't let that stop you. I'm sure Gary and Kyle will agree. Um, there's been times when I didn't have uh, a full journey group worth of names in my head, but in the process of praying over that, over them, it's crazy how he'll bring other, other people into the group. So it, if, if you're sitting there and you think, I don't know enough guys who would be candidates for a journey conversation, um, lean forward anyway and start that prayer process. It is crazy how he'll bring men out of the woodwork uh, to participate. He'll fill that group if, if you have the prayer on the front end. Shane, have you seen, uh, have, you, have you eyewitnessed some transformation, the people you've guided at Tyson, and, and how have you seen that affect the workplace? Um, I have. Um, it's interesting walking through the hallways um, at work. You can you can pick the journey guys out without having a conversation with them. You can you can see their walk with God and how they interact with people in meetings. Um, you can you can tell that. So there have been people um, that may have not come through my groups, may have gone through Kyle or Gary's or some other groups. Um, but you can you can watch that transformation. And there's been a handful that I said, "Hey, uh, you go through the journey," and um, more often than not when you recognize the change in the personality, their answer would be, yeah, I went through with, with Gary or, or somebody and they'll, they'll get fired up to talk about it, but you can, you can definitely see it, um, see it in the hallways. Mm. You know, I, t I took a guy uh, through that was uh, from Walmart <clears throat> and we were at our first prayer retreat and uh, where we turned the guys loose for three hours on an extended time of prayer. And then we, we want to hear at the end how it went. And uh, this guy had this look on his face like something major had happened. Anyway, he stood up like he stood up like he, we were all sitting. He, he stood up like he wanted to make a proclamation. But he said, I realize my whole life has been about advancing my career at Walmart. Everything I think about is how do I get to the next step, the next to climb the corporate ladder. And I've realized it's become an idol to me. And he said, I'm declaring now I'm not doing that anymore. I'm now just going to serve the Lord and let the chips fall where they may with my career. And, uh, and he said, I'm going to go tell my boss Monday morning on, you know, and, and, you know, and he said that that's, that could be uh, corporate suicide because they want people who want to advance. They want, they want forward thinking mobile, mobile, you know, upward mobility in their, within their corporation. And, uh, but that just showed that he just rocked his world. And I don't know how that conversation went, but I know that he's still at Walmart. So he didn't get, he didn't get fired or anything, but, uh, but just, just showed how what it does to a guy and how it's it works itself into his view perspective of his career you know so so pretty interesting but I, I can think of things like integrity I think about you know uh, be better integrity at work and think about the way people treat each other and how we need more love and the more you know more acceptance you know all the things that the world's arguing about right now you know I, I've seen the benefit of that in people I've taken this journey and seeing myself so Gary, would you add anything to this conversation about, you know, the journey at Tyson or just in general? Well, well, you know, first of all, I just appreciate you doing this and, and, and Kyle speaking today. And, you know, I appreciate Kyle and Shane so much on, on what their leadership. Uh, I, I think as far as some of the benefits, I, I think uh, consistency is a big deal. And, and guys, I think in general, we're really good at compartmentalizing our lives and we act one way at home and one way at work and one way at church and, 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 and we're, we're, we can quickly do that. 
and and we spend a lot of time at work, as it's been said. And so I think the journey helps build that consistency through our work life. And, and I think it helps us hold one another accountable more so uh, because, yeah, you know, people know I've been through the journey. I should conduct myself differently than the world would conduct business. And so I think that adds a level of uh, accountability. Uh, you know, one of the things that, and, and, and Kyle may have said this early on, but, you know, I know we've talked about it before. You know, I, I, my desire is to see journey groups in every campus we've got in all four corners of the building. And, and we've got that opportunity as being a, a large company and, and the cool thing about it for me is that I, I believe that many of the people that go through the journey will do different things in their life. Some will be promoted and, and they'll move up in the company and they'll take the journey with them. And, and some people will leave our company and go to other companies and, and they will take the journey with them to other com companies. Uh, some will move internationally and go to a different land, a different country, and they'll take the journey there. And so I think we've got a platform that we can can help in, in this regard. And, and, you know, I'm just privileged to be a part of it. You know, it's not us. You know, it's not, it's not us doing this. You know, all we're doing is saying, God, you've got this thing going, and, and God has given us the privilege of participating in it, to kind of sit on the edge of it and 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 go along with it. So that that's the cool thing about it. And you know, we've seen that. I had a guy call me, send me an email this morning uh, that had gone through a previous journey group a few years ago at Tyson. He sent me an email this morning and said, hey, are, are, are you still engaged in that influencers thing? And, and you know, I'm, 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 I want to get reconnected with that and, and, and go through the journey again, if that's okay. And, and so, yeah, man, that's great. So, you know, that's one that went through it before that's now some stuff's going on in his life and he is seeing the need to get reconnected with that. So, uh, it, it's a great tool. It's a great tool for business. It's a great way to, uh, to, to, to help, you know, build a culture at our company and any company that will benefit that company. Uh, this not only benefits us, I believe it benefits the company in and of itself. Well, and, and, you know, just if you guys don't know this, this whole thing started as a, uh, with Rocky uh, at inviting some, he was a businessman and he invited some of his clients. Those were the people he was closest to invited them into the first journey group. And, uh, so in his mind, it was a marketplace ministry from the very beginning, men in the marketplace, that was kind of the bullseye. And of course, God has <laughs> expanded our vision every year. He keeps expanding and inviting us to new things like women and men in churches and youth and inmates. It's, it's crazy how it's all evolved, but, but, but uh, there was this foundational belief that if you can influence the marketplace, you're going to reach the influencers in this culture that, that make decisions in society and can make the world a better place. And I think that still applies. Um, any of you other guys that are listening in uh, have any questions or any other comments? I'd love to, if, you, if you, anyone else has a question, you can throw out to Kyle or any of the guys. We'll open the floor for that. Okay. Kyle, any, anything else you would say, uh, just as we kind of get to the end of this, anything else you want to say about, about the journey and all that? One thing I, I thought of a minute ago I should mention, I think it's kind of cool, is uh, your son and Gary's son have gotten to go through the journey, and they both work at Tyson, right? They do. That is correct. So there's kind of a multi-generation thing happening there, too. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I've God so changed my life through the journey. Um, I, I, I'll never forget. I was praying one day and I, and I realized, I said, I thought, you know, I went through the journey the first time. I think I was 47, if I remember correctly. And, um, 
And I thought, wow, um, I got for at 47 years old, got a hold of this whole abiding thing for the first time in my life. And, um, and so I, I thought, man, I want my son in his early twenties or in his twenties to be, to experience this much earlier in life. And so, um, in that group of men that we, that, that the three of us, um, got, you know, the, there was a large group of guys. I don't remember how many journey groups came out of that, that guys, I don't know. Can y'all remember how many journey groups we had come out of that, that first group? There were several. Six, I think, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, five or six. Yeah. Yep. I, I I got my son. I didn't want my son to go through my journey group. I wanted him to go through the journey under somebody else. And so he did. He got to go through that. And and uh, the cool thing about that was, was he then later came to me and wanted me, he wanted to, to lead a journey group with, with me. He said, I don't want us to lead a journey group. <laughs> and so that, 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 that's, that's, that's just God. That's all I can say. That's, that's just how awesome God is. And then, you know, I hope you're okay with this, Gary, but I had a, 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 a you know, getting my son, him coming to me saying, I want to lead a journey group with you. I had a, a big heart for Gary's son. And, um, and I thought, man, what a perfect opportunity because our sons are friends. We've worked together played ball together. And, uh, I thought, man, this is a perfect opportunity to get Gary's son to go through the journey with my son being, you know, co-leading with me. And, and so we did that. And, um, I, I felt like it was awesome. It was a great, great thing. So, um, just, just another example of how God works things out. Yeah. I will be eternally grateful for that. Mm. Well, this my, I guess my last question, and this can go to uh, Kyle, you, Gary, or Shane. What advice would you give? Because you know, there are a lot of people that are going to listen to this, and they all, a lot of these are men and women who work in corporations. I mean, what encouragement or advice would you give them about taking the journey to where they work? Well, I certainly want Gary and and Shane to speak up, but it goes back to what I said before is, is, you know, God just wants us to step out. He's, he's given us the call and he's promised us that his Holy spirit will walk with us and guide us. And he's just looking for us to be bold enough to step out and, and to have the courage to do so. And so that's what I, that's, that's my encouragement to anybody who fills the pull at all to do this and do it in the workplace. And, and I would just say, um, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and use you and have the courage to take that first step. Because when you take that first step and allow him to take over, he, he will do so. You know, and I, I just I say this because, you know, when you're praying about inviting people to your journey group, it's easy to go, oh, let me think of the, the religious people in my life. Let me think of the people yeah. I go to church with who, who won't be who won't reject me. You know, they wouldn't be yeah. a, wouldn't be a difficult ask. But then if you really pray in earnest, you'll find that God will put people in your mind, like the guy that works in the cubicle next to you or the people that you're not even sure if they're believers, you know, and you're like, really, Lord, you know, that's, that's getting me way out of my comfort zone. But, but sometimes those are the ones, those are the ones he's wanting you to invite. So, so I, I I can't hold back. I had to say this, Um, you know, we, we've, I've invited and we've invited guys that you might not see God evident in their life. And um, <clears throat> a specific example, and I'll leave names out of this, but the last couple of journey groups, the, the, the last, you know, uh, a, a guy that works with me and I led some journey groups simultaneously. We basically had most of the guys came from both from Gary's world and, and from, from our world and both the transportation warehousing department. And we, um, we split the group up in half. And uh, some of the names and some of the guys in that group that, that my buddy was leading through, um, you know, one would question their, their stance with God. And, and so my buddy said, man, this scares me. This scares me. And, um, and I said, Hey, we've prayed about this. We gotta, we gotta trust God. We've got to trust God. And I can't tell you how many times, cause he, he led his journey group right there where, where I, we both office and so I would come in from my journey group just to, to sit down with him and listen to him 
testify. And, and let me tell you, the guys that he questioned the most got the most from it. Yeah. And, and they, they were most impacted. And it was awesome. He, he was so elated in how God moved in their lives. He was just, it, it was just, it was, I think it was his, it was, it was as life changing for him as it was for the guys that, that, that actually had the, had God change their lives. It's just crazy how it went. And he was convinced then that, hey, it's not just about those guys that, that already know Christ. It's about guys that don't know them. It's in, probably more so, right? That's right. That's right. Um, Gary, Shane, anything you would say to people out there who are hearing your story of getting the 35 guys, praying over them, and then starting journey groups? What, what advice would you guys give or encouragement? Um, you know, what I would add, Brian, is that, you know, I think uh, – you know, we, we all spend a lot of time at work and and we, we take take pride in our work and, and our effort. Uh, but I, I believe for, for me, you know, this might be the best thing I ever do for our company is help facilitate and guide journey groups uh, of, of anything I, I ever have the ability to do. I think this has the most lasting impact of anything I could possibly do for our company. Wow. That's, that's well a big said. Go ahead, uh, Shane. Um, if you don't like the culture at your workplace, there is no better way to change it. It takes time but there is no better way to shift the culture in your workplace. Um, when we kicked this thing off, I was a product manager. And um, as a product manager, I didn't have a whole lot of senior vice presidents on speed dial. <laughs> Christ's model of leadership turns man's model on its head. And I saw that lived out through Kyle so much that I was absolutely comfortable as a product manager calling a senior vice president and having this conversation. And that is a direct impact of Christ impacting the culture in the workplace and um it, it's only it's only growing from there if we'll continue to be faithful he, he's moving wow that's powerful well i want to thank you kyle and and i didn't know gary and shane were going to get to join us that was a bonus glad you guys joined in <clears throat> i just think it's awesome i love the way you guys just entered into it humbly in prayer and then just watch god work you know and put it all together and you know, it's, it's never easy, you know, but but if you're faithful, God does great things. So that's, right. that's beautiful. I mean, one of the largest companies in America, you know, it's just amazing that that's going on. People wouldn't even know about it. Um, and hopefully they will know because it's going to keep growing. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. Uh, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today. with me.